welcome. Today we're going to play the last part of the conversation we had with Mythos and Logos with Sean. Uh, and it's also a big day because we had this, um, we started this podcast last year, December 27th. And then we had a goal for how many listeners <laughs> the first year. And we are about to reach that, that goal today or tomorrow. So it's very exciting. And this is kind of middle of November. So it's, it's a huge joy. <laughs> and we're going to celebrate that partly with just uh, having s more of the great parts of this conversation. And then we're going to talk about some overall thoughts about paradise and some, some overall thoughts about story in itself and like myth and how, how we can embed things and knowledge through story that we can't describe directly sometimes. But how this is like the, the nature of this this little uh, how you can put some mystery into a story so um, I hope you enjoy this and welcome to the Ancient World Podcast but it, this is a bit again like the paradise you don't or I'm, I'm not sure if how conclusive it is but I'd like to say that the goal is like to increase your understanding of the divine essence, not understanding mm -hmm. it, because you, you're never going to get there in your earthly life, I think. It, there's something inexhaustible right. in, in constantly drawing from the mystery and the spiritual and, and try to sort it into a, a more like rational, intellectual understanding. But it never ends, I think. Way on the side. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's Virgil and Beatrice again. Yes. The, exactly. Um, and and I, I've been, I spent the summer looking through, like having a big second look at the biblical stories. It's mm -hmm. still so stuck in my mind, <laughs> this Jacob's ladder, when he has, when he's sleeping, and then suddenly the heavens open, and, and you have this ladder and the, and the angels going up and down. I just see mm -hmm. that as, so angel means messenger, but it's like he's opening the channel. You can again use the hemisphere. Like it's it's the rational that opens up into the into the mysterious and spiritual right hemisphere. And then once that channel has opened, it's just it's information just flowing back and forth. And once mm -hmm. that happens, kind of you you reach the point, you pass a point. It's also like that sentence in <laughs> in um, in the in the Old Testament is is one sentence. Like it's just an angel goes up and down. And then he wakes up and he takes the he sleep. He has a stone as a pillow and he raises up the stone and oils it mm -hmm. and founds uh, God's city, Beth, <laughs> Beth El. So El is God and Beit is a house in, in ancient Hebrew. So mm -hmm. it's just like the channel opens. He wakes up, puts up the stone, oils it. And this is where it starts because here I open the channel to the mystery. Now it's flowing back and forth. So that's, um, yeah. <laughs> Just more on the same topic, but I, I yeah, I think there's something. Yeah, that's very, that's so interesting. It's a very strong little moment in the beginning of of all the like the books of Moses when this happens. So, because also when you yes, read it in this you, whole tradition, yeah, um, I'm thinking in the whole medieval tradition. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially with Dante, with a lot of the theological works, there's an idea that use your reason to understand or maybe not to understand but trying to understand the mystery with mm -hmm. your reason yes becomes 
that if you earnestly try, then there's an idea that, and the rest will be given to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. So I wonder if the message of a lot of the medieval searching, understanding ideas is, hey, do your best to seek and have faith that the rest can come to you. Mm-hmm. Go up the mountain of purgatory with Virgil yeah. and really set your heart on it so that way Beatrice can take you through paradise. Yes. Um, and that can be given to you as the gift. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I've found a, this whole thing of like venturing into the spiritual, the mysterious. Um, since we mentioned this, the second canto of... Um, of the paradise when like we say like immature or like if you like it's where to start on this journey or to start this process of trying to understand more of the mysterious i'm turning to it now <laughs> then you see that this is one of my favorite discoveries of dante that he's he is warning you like be sure you're ready to, to go on this journey into the into the mystery and the spiritual when he says like you're in mm-hmm. your little boat behind my ship and go back now while you still can see your shores. Do not attempt the deep. It well could be that losing me, you would be lost yourself. So it's very like, yes. This realm is not. You shouldn't play around with it because it's very complicated, and and you need a guide you can trust and follow. It's also nice that through saying that you he establishes a trust with you as a reader. And then yeah. you also kind of, yeah, you feel more comfortable following him. And you, it's also, you have them to make the conscious decision when you read that the first time. Uh, am I ready for this? Well, okay. Yes. And then you do it, but you, you made the decision yourself. He's not dragging you into something that's dangerous without you knowing it. Yeah. And, the, and we choose to follow him in our, in our little boat following him. Yeah. Um, we're looking to Dante as a guide the same way. And I have the different translation, but I'm starting at line mm. 22. Uh, upwards, upward gazed Beatrice and I at her. Yeah. And in such space, perchance, as strikes a bolt and flies and from the notch unlocks itself arrived, I saw me where a wondrous thing drew itself to my, drew to itself my sight. And therefore she, from whom no care of mine could be concealed toward me turning, blithe is beautiful, said unto me, Fix gratefully thy mind on God, who unto the first star has brought us. Um, That's so we, which one is that? Um, it ending at line thirty, but, uh, twenty-nine which, and thirty. Which uh, translation? Um, let me, let me see. Uh, Longfellow. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Very I nice. got a uh, copy from Barnes and Noble. Mm. It's leather bound and has all of the mm. Gustave Doré. <laughs> Um, illustrations in there. Oh, wow. I love it. It's oh. beautiful. What a life. They did a Dore really Dore. nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. They did. They did a beautiful Barnes and Noble did a lot of the classics in these uh, leather bound copies that are really nice. And they sold them for only $20 each. Mm. It was such a deal. Um, but I think it's interesting that we who are reading, following Dante, the author yeah. who's following Beatrice. Yeah who's following God where he takes her. Yeah. Um, so there are like four levels of guides there. Mm. Well, but, and then you can, in some ways, when you talk about this and you spread it, you also kind of, you extend this, like it's this long chain of just passing it on. 
and learning. And once you once you learn more of it, you you really want to tell people because it's 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 great stuff. It's very helpful. It's beautiful, and it's also deep knowledge. So it's almost like the the force of <laughs> of of I don't like the word the source. truth, but yeah, source is much better. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and I'm, I'm starting to to think this more and more the more I, uh, the deeper I go into it that yeah like you spend time on it try to understand it properly and you do follow like it's it is what he's talking about is true <laughs> so it's a little bit surprising or it's it's uh, it's just and brilliant the and I I'm thinking too and this might be a little bit of a stretch mm-hmm. but. The the way we were just talking about how, you know, every person who tells this is adding one more layer to that. It's like all of these stories, all of what we're talking about right now yeah. is driven by the experience that Dante, the character, has, mm-hmm. right? And that yeah. all of this is moved from that one experience. Mm. Um, that even makes me think of the very last line, like the love that moves the sun and the other stars yeah um the idea that this is all trying to speak to the same experience Mm. um that idea is actually one of the reasons i wanted to start comparative mythology there's a buddhist i think parable where uh blindfolded men are all looking at an elephant Mm -hmm. and uh and one puts his hand up the elephant's trunk and he says, oh, this, whatever this is, it's a uh, dark, hairy, wet thing. And another has the elephant's side and he says, no, are you kidding? This is dry and rough Mm. and dusty. And another has the tail and he says, well, it's dry, yeah, but it's not rough, it's soft and fluffy. Um, They're all seeing the same elephant but can't see it completely because their senses are lower. Mm. So they don't have that full understanding Mm. Um, it's a a great picture and and so i think of many interpretations of dante um we don't have the we haven't seen the vision that he as a character sees in this so it's it's like everything that we we can grasp at just a little tiny piece of it. And that's what I see with mythology as well. All of these stories are grasping at a little tiny piece of the truth of what's out there Mm -hmm. of the prima mobile or whatever. Yeah. And that if you take all of them together, you can start to get a picture. Yeah. You have this whole concept of embedding. So they they are, the myth stories are embedding things (laughs) that you, you can't, touch it or kind of get to it precisely but it's in there right in the story and there's a there's a one of my things with the mystery just getting used well first of all this like you had the elephant and different parts of it there's something about that it just grows it's the kind of a wealth to it that it, it keeps growing it's like oh that too can explain or give something understanding of this the source of the light that is kind of permeating and penetrating the whole universe. Like you can, it, it keeps growing. It and it's yeah. It's not con- You don't feel there's a conflict anymore. It's just right because that's how life is. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> it depends on 
yeah, you can describe it in different ways, and they many ways can be true. So, well, that's that's what I love about his description of going back to the moon, yeah. and all of the descriptions of the various realms mm. that they're all up until the fixed heaven, at least that they're all reflections of the light and they look different. Yes. But that's because they're reflecting the same thing in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I find so beautiful about this book. Yeah. Um, and we're going to round off the conversation here. Uh, the third and the last one of the clips with uh, Mythos and Logos. We're going to have more conversations in the future. Uh, so hope this was uh, interesting and some food for thought. And as always, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Mm-hmm.